0: And now Tim's left to go get coffee. Did he? I'm going to estimate that he has. Did he actually? He Uh, may uh, have. I don't know. (laughs) Tim. Tim. Calling all Tims.
1: You know what, though? I got to say, it's a...
2: Yes?
1: It's a... (laughs) It's a little sad. What? (laughs) What is? So Blizzard games have kind of always come to back. Like Starcraft is on Mac, I believe. Yeah, um, here's where the storm is. Diablo three is. Uh, uh, World of Warcraft is. Hearthstone is. And Overwatch never came to Mac. And now Diablo four is not on Mac. Surprised that Overwatch isn't actually. To be honest, did Overwatch two code come to Mac?
2: Nope.
1: I don't think they ever, ever even talked about it.
2: Interesting.
0: Didn't some old ass game get a a Mac release? Oh, uh, No Man's Sky got a Mac release this week.
1: Yeah, he actually apparently had announced that like a year ago. Or maybe more and said it was coming soon and then it never did. (laughs) And then finally he announced it was coming and it sounds like it might have this, you know, rumored Apple um, mixed reality headset support coming as well.
0: Oh, that that would be a game to show off,
1: probably. Mm-hmm. Right, it would yeah. be a pretty good one. And then uh, Stray is also coming to Mac. There's hope for Mac gaming yet.
2: Mac could- Monday, baby.
1: I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Once my internet is fixed, I'm going to try to start that again. I don't believe you. You believe Ryan? Sad thing is, though, I was talking about Diablo 3 was actually shown off at the Apple press conference or keynote, rather, uh, to show off their very, I think it was their very first Retina MacBook <clears throat> MacBook Pro. Right. And then Diablo 4 did not come to Mac, Very sad.
0: I was going to ask, like, if you're a person that cares at all about games, do you have a Mac? Like, I understand no, that there's no, going to be people out there that have Macs. Macs are expensive. Computers are expensive. So if they have a Mac for work or whatever, uh, and then they find a game at some point in the life cycle of owning their Mac that they would like to play, but now they can't, that those would be the people that would buy or want a release on, and then eventually purchase a game on their Mac for. But the weird thing is, is like I feel like that market is so damn slim because if you care at all about games, you're just not going to do that. And there's more affordable options like a Steam Deck where even their top of the line model is sub a $1,000. So, you know, and, and the lowest model is rather affordable. So I don't really see there being a
1: reason to have a lot of Mac games. No, there isn't. And it's actually surprising that there are the games there are on Mac. It's really actually shocking. The worst Mac
0: gaming experience we had was when, we were playing Civilization Six, and they would update them at different times. <laughs> yeah, and you and you couldn't play PC like you could play cross platform if you can even call it that between Mac and PC. You could play them if the versions were the same, but if they updated one and didn't update the other, then you couldn't play until the versions were in sync again.
1: Yeah, that was crazy.
0: Lunacy. That
2: was what Civ Five, Civ Six, Civ Six. Jesus. Yeah, the the newest one.
1: Yeah, so 5, I would remember have having any problems.
0: Although we played that game so far in its life. Like I do think it gets yeah, the odd update right done. now, which is only like a few kilobytes here and there. Maybe it's like a license or something. Mm-hmm. But um like it's so far in its life now, even when we played it, that it really wasn't getting anything new. Yeah.
1: All righty, hello, and welcome to Damon Patch Podcast, episode 440. I like that number. It looks good. It looks good on the screen. I enjoy it. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Johnson. Uh, if I sound different, it's because I am currently having internet uh, connectivity issues. My internet goes down, like, every night around around 8 or 9 at now, it seems. Um, so I'm on my MacBook and, and uh, stealing internet from uh, my parents' house. <laughs>
2: The show must go on.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I don't have my full nice setup or anything. Um, With me today, Tim Spence. Hey. How you doing, Tim?
2: You got your internet going good? Oh, man. This internet is just internet and the crap out of itself. It's so good. Man, you got no idea. You never seen internet that interneted like this. I I have. I have not. Not recently, anyway. Not recently, no. Uh, Matt, how
1: you doing? I'm doing all right, yeah. Your internet's always pretty good, although you, you complain about it from time to time.
0: Well, it used to go down every day at 2 a.m. for a while, and it then it a.m. And then it went down. Like I'm, de- I definitely complain about it. Like it goes down all the time when it doesn't, but there was a period in which it did. But it is not doing that currently.
1: Going down at 2 a.m. isn't a concern for most people, but but that
2: is a concern for you.
0: Yeah, I don't sleep, so I need internet <laughs> all the time.
2: <laughs> if- Going down at two a.m. was the name of my first studio album. Actually, wow.
0: your first studio album—that's
2: correct.
1: All right, so we're in the midst of Not E3, which is the new era of showcases, but not
2: not under one banner. Not to be confused with Naughty Three, which is uh, Naughty Three, which is, a, which, is a, which is a different thing. Oh no! Don't don't we'll just, don't don't Google it. <laughs> is that it's, like a movie
0: or something? Like don't, the, don't na- confuse them. the Naughty Three. <laughs> don't confuse them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, so we're uh, we're kind of in between news right now, I guess, because we just had the PlayStation Showcase, um, which seems like it was largely disappointing to a lot of people. And then we got what's up next? Uh, the Xbox Showcase next next weekend. I think, next, I think it's on Sunday. Next Sunday, yeah. Uh, the Ubisoft Forward is coming out as well. The Monday after that Sunday, I believe. Uh, and I think... I don't think EA has anything announced, right? I think they said they weren't doing an EA play. Uh, that, I don't know. And then we got Jeff Keighley's uh, Summer Game Fest. Woo-doggy. So we'll, we'll hopefully be getting some other announcements and looks at other games and things coming up.
0: <clears throat> Man, he swooped in at the right time, eh? Like, he he definitely identified hey, there's a bunch of scraps left over from E3 and a bunch of scraps left over from PSX and all these things. Let me just swoop in and run a, a show real quick and probably well, great he, and profitable for him.
1: Yeah, and he had the benefit of, of running um, the Game Awards. So he has all those contacts with all those publishers and developers and you know game makers and stuff. And so I think he just leveraged that into making a summer one because the Game Awards are in December. And now he has this one in June, so... Yeah, that's that's uh, pretty smart for him. Uh, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, Matt, but he's kind of been trolling E3 a bit. Every time there's a story about either either someone pulling out of E3 or E3 being canceled entirely, he'll put up some announcement really quick that, that Summer Game Fest is happening and stuff like that. So uh, I do funny.
0: follow him on Twitter, but uh, unfortunately I get fed a bunch of uh, non-follower stuff on the For You page, and then I immediately switch it off every time. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, most people don't like using that For You page.
0: I like the For You page on TikTok, so I thought I would like it on Twitter. But the problem is, is I even when I used Twitter before uh, all the changes, I didn't use it for long. So now it's like I booted up. I'm like, well, that was a useless scroll. And then I just shut it off. And it's the same thing I used to do before. But at least back then, it was people I followed.
1: Yeah, I will say that I do use For You because it will bring me stuff that I miss in my just normal following feed. Um, but yeah, it is largely crap i don't care about and the problem is too is i think it tracks actually how long you're looking at something so even if it's something like either controversial or something you disagree with if you look at it too long it'll think oh he liked this (laughs) keep showing him this crap you know
0: well one thing i noticed was was hilarious is and i don't know why they they're paying for this uh for a while there. Maybe a couple weeks ago, all my sponsored posts were articles that were written about just random, like completely random things. Not about tech, not about politics, not about anything like that. It was just like, like last week, it was something like it's difficult to join the Hells Angels and here's how they do it. And I'm like, why did somebody post this on Twitter and then pay for this to be sent out to a whole bunch of people? And why is it being sent to me?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: But, it, and there's random I've, I had one about Tupperware. like it's just the most random. It's like the stuff you would see at the bottom, you know, those like that like tabula section, whether that still exists or the whether fake it is looking still fake-looking ads the fake looking ads, yeah, kind of where it's like they're real articles and but there's some of them can look kind of cheap, whatever. it's like a grid they're, of they're, articles at
1: the bottom. They're clearly from sites that are just made to try to generate ad revenue,
0: yeah. and those were the those were the sponsored tweets I was getting, just random. The random things like that. It's just like, what? Like, who paid for this? And like, are they profiting off of this? They must. But they stopped. So maybe that
2: it was an attempt and a failure. Who knows? Yeah, they're dead. Yeah. I don't (laughs) know if they're dead. (laughs) Oh, my God. They're dead. Ryan killed them. He just admitted it.
1: Uh, Well, what? (laughs) I did hear a little. Yeah, there. Neither confirm nor deny. Oh, my God. All right. Let's hop into our first story for the week.
2: That was uh, the first story for the week, Ryan the murderer. Oh my god, you heard it here first, folks.
1: I don't know how to describe my my sentiments towards stories like this, um, but uh, well, a it's it's it, they're sad stories because they're about you know workplaces uh, having dysfunction and not having the proper leadership and a, the proper vision, and it ends up in a in a in a game being a a, a failure. Um, so it's sad from one point, but I just love. The fly on the wall aspect to them i love seeing inside the creative process right and um so Redfall obviously is the biggest game to be a a major disappointment um so jason jason schreier of bloomberg had another one of his great articles about <laughs> what was happening in the development uh it was reportedly so troubled the devs hoped microsoft would cancel it um, so, this is so he works from Bloomberg. So, this is from Bloomberg, but since that's behind the paywall, we have it from IGN. I did actually subscribe to Bloomberg just for one month. There's like one month free trial. I guess I could have grabbed it from there, but we have this from IGN for today. Uh, Bloomberg released a report having spoken to several anonymous sources familiar with Redfall's development after it launched last month to poor reviews and significant technical issues. These sources claimed Redfall struggled with a misguided vision, staffing issues, and more. Things allegedly became so bad at Arcane that despite having put two years into Redfall at the time of the Xbox acquisition, staff wished it would would be rebooted as a single-player game or canceled altogether. The switch to a multiplayer focus, which was reportedly pushed for by parent company ZeniMax, appeared to be a major cause of Redfall's issues. Developers who worked on the single-player Prey, which is a format Arcane is known for, thanks to hits like Dishonored, were now working on a multiplayer game, and Bloomberg reported that 70%... Of these staff members left by the end of Redfall's development, replacing them was also uh, claimed to be an issue for the same reason. Applicants looking to replace these roles were developers passionate about single player and not the multiplayer uh, experts that Arcane needed. This led to what's claimed to be a professionally understaffed team of less than hundred employees. The project also reportedly lacked direction as a result, with developers stuck between making a single player and a multiplayer game. The sources claim that management would also regularly switch reference points, saying Redfall should be like Far Cry one day and Borderlands the next, leaving designers with no clear idea of what game they were making. So I, I'm just wondering how important do you guys think like a, a, a singular vision is um to making a game like this?
2: I think it's like paramount. Like mm-hmm. I guess there are like, there are multiple different creative processes, obviously, but like that is the role of the game director, right? You need to have at least one person who's got a clear vision of the game that can help course correct anytime the team starts to lose focus, right? And like, It's okay to obviously have like different inputs from different creatives that can say like, oh, what if we tried to add like this sort of feature or what if we took this sort of direction at this point in the story? Like you need to have that feedback, that collaboration for a good end product, right? But at the end of the day, you do really need that director to have a strong sense of vision uh, about what the final product is going to be and what sort of goals they're trying to achieve with the project.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because I think that's been through these several articles that that he's written about these failed games. Uh, the other ones were Anthem, famously. He um, wrote another one. I can't remember what game that was for, though. But Anthem Anthem suffered from the same issue where there was just no clear idea as to where to go, and so they 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 said they had like meetings and everyone would come out and just not know what to do. You know, <laughs> that's going to be so horrible. Just kind of bumbling around hoping a game comes out at the other end
2: which makes like no sense at all right like at the end of the day it's 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 a product but it's also such a creative like industry that you you can't just wing it every day and then hope you end up somewhere like that's not really how i mean the the creative process can work that way in certain circumstances but when you have a big a project that big with that many people involved in it you can't just kind of tell people like yeah figure it out and then see what happens like mm-hmm. that you're if if that ends up being a good thing you need to go buy a lottery ticket because you you just <laughs> hit a freaking gold mine like you had a one in a million chance of just screwing around and something accidentally mm-hmm. great happened yeah they also talked about this a similar thing um
1: in in Bloomberg's article, they talked about how Arcane said, "Oh, we're going to have that Arcane magic, where it all comes together at the end." And This was the same thought process that that uh, Bioware had with Anthem, because because based on their experience, all games are chaos until the very end, and then all the all the you know pieces start aligning. Um, but <laughs> you can't really tell until it's done, right? I oh, guess yeah. if you're if you're in the chaos and then eventually a game comes out cuz this happened with uh Dragon Age uh 3 Inquisition it was chaos and then a, a good game came out and it won game of the year at the game awards you know it um so it's it's tough when they're trying to rely on oh this is just how it always is you know it's fine well a, a good game will come out after, at the end but not always the case obviously
2: and yeah that's and I, I would say that's like a fair sort of uh perspective to have when it's like oh well it's worked before so it can work again but i think you have to like keep in mind yeah like that it's not very realistic and it's certainly not a long uh, a long term plan to keep mm-hmm. relying on how do you guys feel about the 70% of uh staff
1: members leaving
0: uh, it's i mean it's unfortunate but probably i was going to say well deserved maybe it kind of sounds like this was a mess, and they don't want to be in a mess again. Because I was going to ask, like, what is the life of a like, what is a day in the life of one of these staffers w- when you don't have a direction? If you don't have, yes. if you're the programmer, it's like, what do you do? Like, what do you, what is your, <laughs> you know, what I'm, you know, what I'm trying to say? Like, what, what, what do you do? It's like, oh, I'm a programmer. Uh, do I program buttons for the game do I program switches do I program a level do I program a checkpoint system like where are we at and it's sort of like well we're, we don't really know where, what the game should be mm-hmm. and so what is your day in the life it's not like you have a list of uh, tasks to do and then at the end of the list of tasks the project's complete Um, this is very much it's like are these people sh- or were these people showing up to work not knowing what to do. And I'd also like to say this as well, which, which sucks is that, uh, does this mean that Redfall is not going to be fixed? This isn't going to be one of the games that released in a crappy state got updated over time. And then like, is it going to get the 60 FPS update? Maybe a little bit of content,
2: then that's it. Or are they going to actually try to fix it? That's a good question. Like one, there's probably a good number of people who wanted to like the game, but they just don't. And they're just, Sitting on their haunches, kind of not returning the game, not trading it in, because they're hoping that it gets the no man's sky treatment,
0: for sure. Especially with um, Fallout seventy six also being under the Zenimax, uh, the Zenimax collection of games, that is also a a title in which released in a in like kind of a similar state to this, and then was slowly but surely revitalized, and then is actually rated quite highly among the community and brought a lot of the community back. Uh, and the game is a lot different than when it was when it came out. This just sort of sounds like they, for lack of a better way to say it, they were just sort of like, we're not really sure what this should be. Hey, let's try that. Let's try this. Well, we're kind of close to the release date, so let's just release it the way it is, and uh, let's move on.
1: You know, the shocking part is that um, Phil Spencer on on the kind of funny X-Cast, he talked about how you know they do internal reviews, and their internal reviews had this a lot higher than than the reviews when it came out. So I'm wondering what what did they miss? You know, did they not they, they were clearly surprised it was seen so poorly or re- reviewed so poorly. Um uh, I don't know how they do those internal reviews, but I just think that's interesting to to expect certain numbers that then it's like completely drastically different.
2: We've reviewed our own behavior and found ourselves not at fault.
1: Yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'd love to see the internal reviews for any game that gets a terrible reception at launch to see yeah. if any of the devs are all that honest. Like, like I, w- I wonder if there's ever been a, a case in which a, a game releases it gets a low score and the devs have actually lowered it, like gave it a lower than what the people gave if the critics
1: gave a four, did they give it a two? Yeah. Yeah. You know what sucks about this 70% staff thing too is that a lot of people liked Prey um it didn't sell well but but a lot of um you know, it's almost like a cult classic now i guess you could say um but if 70 percent of the staff have now left it's like the team that helped make prey a game that people love is no longer there so this studio can't really be relied on again for even making a single player game that people might like you know
0: is this studio done is i think a question a fair question i don't
1: i don't know that's i don't know that's up to xbox right um I guess we'll see, but
0: well, I—I I mean, there's—I'm not saying there has been an announcement that they are done. I'm asking, can they really come back from this? They had Prey, which you know it was, let's say, cult classic to an extent, and then Redfall, which was—I'm just going to say—kind of they kind of gave up on it, and then the 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 staffers, a large amount of them, reportedly have left, so they've given up on the studio. So even if they try to push out another game, is this studio? done is the arcane family whatever you want to call it like on the way out
1: well there's two arcanes right this was arcane austin if i'm not mistaken i'm so not there's, sure there's still another arcane out there i think the one who made um, uh, um gosh what's that game called it was on uh, playstation and then it was an exclusive playstation until just recently
0: the time, oh, uh, Deathloop.
1: Death Death Loop. Loop. Yeah, that was that was that was made by a different Arcane.
0: So you think that they would be okay because Deathloop was received pretty well. I don't receive. Really yeah. I don't really recall many people complaining about it.
1: Yeah, it was a really good team. And then people like the Dishonored too, but those. Uh,
2: I don't know who made the first Dishonored. That's what I think of when I think of Arcane as Dishonored, because that's What's a that's a really solid title.
1: Yeah, but I don't think those sold particularly well either.
2: Well, I
0: right. mean, it, the thing is, is the like it sounds like maybe this studio has never made the most sales, and like they didn't make the splash in. Oh my God, they're rivaling GTA sales or something, right? There wasn't a big two hundred million units moved in the first couple of days and crap. There wasn't any of that stuff. But the, it sounds like the games they were making were pretty uh, well liked and became called classics or at the very least were uh, a niche game that was in a big enough niche that would feed the studio enough money to continue.
1: Yeah. And this is
0: potentially from the titles, out of the titles that you've mentioned the first major blunder, but it unfortunately has resulted reportedly in all these staff members leaving. So then it's like, what, what confidence do you have in them? I, I will say this though, is that, uh, like a similar, but not absolutely not the same situation. I kind of gave up on hangar 13 because oh of, of, of mafia three. <laughs> and then I, to this day still believe that um, uh, not rockstar, but uh two K, I believe giving uh hanger 13, the ro- like say, okay, make us mafia definitive edition, like remake the first mafia. I honestly believe that was a test to see if they should stick around. If they, if they, if they were competent or if they could do it,
1: Mafia and, Three like, was their first game.
0: That's exactly it. That's the like, so. To me, I thought, okay, they're done. Like they're already done. You know, they, they tried it, they failed. It's unfortunate.
1: I but think then, Mafia Three wasn't reviewed poorly.
0: Mafia Three. Yeah, I'm fairly certain Mafia Three was not rece- not received all that well. I had a lot of technical problems. It was very repetitive. I don't know if it was if it was like a four out of ten, but I think it was like a six, five to seven, let's say out of ten. That's not really a
2: failure. From my perspective, though, I do recall Mafia Three coming out and people not really liking it very much.
1: Sixty-eight on Metascore, especially when it well, like
0: this is a game. Or remember that that is like completely, or, or I guess, prior to this, completely driven uh, by its narrative. Like its gameplay was okay, but it was never mm-hmm. uh, you know worldwide. Like oh my god, these controls are so good, uh, or these mechanics are so good. This was very much driven by the story. Um and the realism of the world, especially Mafia Two, realism of the world. Uh, The first Mafia was very dated by the time Mafia Two came out. So, like these were again very, very narrative driven. And then to go from not all that narrative driven to these repetitive, like take over a place, now take over that place, now take (laughs) over that place, is pretty bad. And you and I actually had this conversation, Ryan. Is that all of the missions with Lincoln Clay? That's the protagonist. All the missions that with with Lincoln Clay and the CIA guy and you know whoever uh, that that were story missions that weren't repetitive were good, but they just they just missed the mark with this repetitive yeah. gameplay loop. Um, the story
1: missions, yeah, I really enjoyed. It was just the side quests. It felt very old school, open world kind of. We need to fill this world with activities, um, repetitive activities, you know, mandatory activities. By the way, actually, I just looked up a review here from the Guardian. It says Mafia Three review uh if this ad got on my goddamn way how can a super stylish (laughs) 1960s shooter be this boring
0: right that's exactly it and and the sad thing is is the driving that game was awesome there's a whole bunch of awesome things in it Mm -hmm. but like it just kind of didn't hit the mark so like again like to kind of to bring it back to redfall it's like i honestly thought that that was uh, the hangar 13's last chance and this is just my one own and only chance.
1: Holy God.
0: No, it, they're they're They had a chance for mafia three. And then I thought, okay, they're not going to be handed the mafia, the mafia series anymore. They're going to go to somebody else for the mafia series. Cause it used to be like gathering and illusion softworks. I don't know which one was the, pof, which one was the, uh I don't know which one was the publisher and which one was the developer. That was the original. Um Yeah. Illusion and gathering, I think, but like like there is there a second is there a second wind for Redfall or for this version of
1: Arcane or for this particular Arcane studio after this? This, this is kind of funny. I'm just looking at Mafia reviews. Um, so Mafia Three, IGN gave it a seven point five out of ten. Gamespot gave it a six out of ten. And then I look at Mafia Definitive Edition. IGN gives it an eight. Gamespot gives it a six. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Gamespot holds your sentiment about about uh, Hanger Thirteen doing better with the remake. Depends on what Gamespot
0: said because th- it is a very old game. Like, like it's you don't you don't play open world. It's a linear game that has in the main menu a, a free running, free roaming the city. In terms roaming. of remakes,
1: it's a pretty damn good one.
0: That's exactly it. So if they don't like the fact that they kept it old, then I mean, fair enough. But it mm-hmm. is
1: still true to the original. Yeah, uh, I don't think this is the end for Arcane. I think there's enough still like f- fan love for those studios. Um, I think this was a mistake and, and, and Xbox and Phil Spencer are kind of taking the blame for it. They said they kind of had a hands-off approach when they purchased Bethesda, they kind of just let them do what they wanted to do and, and that they weren't too heavily involved and maybe they should have been. And, uh, I think it was also just a mistake. This is the classic, you know, how do we make more money? Oh, we need a live service game. Oh, uh, Arcane, you know, you, you do single player games only Well, you're making, Live multiplayer games now. Please make a good one, even though you have no experience doing this. You know,
0: it almost seems like publishers are—they want like a passive income project, so oh, they yeah. just they just go to their devs and they go, which which I guess is valid. They can There's go so be much like, more money make, in it, right? M- make a games as a service game, which is totally fine. Like, go ahead, do that.
2: Print us money, please.
0: Yeah, make make us a game that perpet- that you can perpetually update that will perpetually print us money. It's like okay, fair enough. But why are you going to the single-player guys for this?
1: Yeah, start up a new studio or something. Yeah, for sure. And we're even seeing issues at, uh, at Sony now because they're spending all that money making multiplayer games. And that uh, I wonder if um, they're delaying or scaling back the, uh, the Last of Us multiplayer game because they probably don't want to hurt the reputation of Naughty Dog by releasing a bad game, right? So if that thing is already looking like it's not as good as they want it to be, maybe they're like, okay, we need to take a step back here, <laughs> you know. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you guys see any any path to that being good, though? Like, I, I'm not the biggest Last of Us fan, but I don't see, for me anyway, there's no spark of interest when you say it's
1: Last of Us, but it's multiplayer. Well, the, the Last of Us game came with multiplayer
2: when it launched on PS3, mm-hmm. and it was freaking awesome. Very much a multiplayer game. I could see it being like if it was like you know Last of Us two mechanics. I could see it actually being kind of highly competitive, in the right uh, the right time. It was just fun because you were like, it was the Last of Us multiplayer. Like you were crafting
1: on the fly. Yeah, and you were hunting each other. It was just cool. So I think I think I'm just not sure why where this one's going wrong. If they maybe made it too big or or what it is, but uh, I think. I I think I would have liked to see it. But yeah, if it's definitely going to be bad, I hope they kind of fix things up. Battle Pass was too big.
2: Too big and too (laughs) epic. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) What was the team that made uh, Fortnite to begin with? That was epic with Cliffy B, right? Did he put that team together?
0: Uh, He definitely was in one of the reveals or one of the shows uh, on the show floor showing off the uh, Save the World campaign for sure.
2: When it when Fortnite first came out, right? Like the Save the World mode was the original mode for Fortnite, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was that a single player team originally that was trying their first hand at a multiplayer type game? And then it just turned out that the Battle Royale genre was rife for uh, new content. For the taking.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I typed in Fortnite and Fortnite popped up. What the hell is Fortnite News?
2: news about fortnite.
1: Yeah, news about I was going to say <laughs> Well, no, I know that much, but it's just like why is that popping up immediately?
2: The old it's, baby. But it's spelled Fortnite like N-I-G-H-T yeah. so it's 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 news that are so two, news, so. two weeks late.
0: Oh, you just just show fucking late ass news all the
1: time. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. It's the gimmick. Ha, I like that
1: Fortnite is still listed under Mac OS and iOS on here. That's Aww. good. That's 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 great. Released in 2017?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty old. We we have, a like, from, from when we started playing, which was sometime last year, we all received a Fortnite 5th anniversary backpack. I remember Marty and I received a backpack the same way, so I went and I looked. It was Fortnite's first anniversary. So, like, we were not there day one, by any means. We were in the first year. We took a huge hiatus, played it for a while, and then there for the fifth year
1: man i still remember us watching this like the reveal of this it's crazy how like where it's come since then oh from save the world yeah i was interested in
0: save the world but it just didn't uh the biggest problem with save the world for me is like i have it but it when i play it it's not the updated fortnite yeah. So when I played it's like the old Fortnite, which I recognize but don't want to play. Want to yeah. play with the new controls and the shiny new things, mm-hmm. not the old Fortnite. So all right, let's yeah, move yeah. on. Oh, a friend,
2: a friend, I was to say a friend of mine like bought this this game on PS4 and he was like, Yeah, it's this game where you like build bases and you like hold out against a bunch of like waves of enemies and stuff, and it's cooperative, and like we should all play it. I was like, Fortnite, I don't know, it's kind of weird. And then it went on to become like the biggest game of all time, which is, <laughs> is kind of funny but not for that mode specifically. Yeah, bizarre. Uh, All right, Uh, next door here,
1: MetaQuest or Meta announces its Quest 3 VR headset, which will cost 4.99 and 99 cents. This is from The Verge. Uh, The headset is coming uh, this fall with a 128 gigabyte version available for 4.99.99, plus for an additional storage option for those who want more space at an unspecified price. I don't know why that's the case. Uh, Probably gonna be $700. <laughs> well uh, uh, yeah, yeah compared okay. to its predecessor the quest 2 uh the quest 3's design is lighter and more comfortable with a 40 percent slimmer optic profile without taking its foam facial interface into account while a new snapdragon chip inside has twice the graphics performance it's also compatible with quest 2 games which is uh, good since the old headset is sticking around but a very uh, uh familiar lower price Meta said, Meta said that starting June 4th, the Quest 2 will drop its price by $100 to two ninety nine ninety nine dollars 99 for the 128-gigabyte version, while the 256-gigabyte version is getting an $80 uh, price cut from $429.99 to 34, uh, $349.99. That undoes last year's price hike on the base model and makes the version with additional storage cheaper than it was before. Um, we already had a good idea of what the Quest 3 would shake out after... Uh, Mark Gurman of Bloomberg detailed his hands-on experience with the unannounced device earlier this week, reporting on the lighter and more comfortable design that adds new sensors and, a, and redesigned controllers. The video clearly shows off uh, shows off the three new sensors uh, sensor areas across the front of the device that do most of the differentiate. Sorry, that do the most to differentiate it from earlier versions, as well as the head strap. Gurman described that the pill-shaped zones hold four cameras split evenly between the left and right sides, two of which are full-color cameras and two standard, and a single depth sensor in the middle that could improve the headset's AR performance. We also see the new Touch Plus controllers with True Touch haptics for experiences you can feel. Without the old rings uh, they used to have uh, for positional tracking, uh, this announcement didn't go into detail on the sensor setup, but the depth sensors should work with the controllers and meta-confirmed hand tracking will be supported out of the box this time around out of the box.
0: Yeah. It's, the first, there, it, the meta it's available two on, on the quest too, but it's a uh, lab, it's a lab item. So it's a, it was in beta and I'm not sure where it's at right now. Yours
1: had hand tracking though, right? You had it.
0: Yeah. But with the lab, so like you, you you go into the settings menu or somewhere and you can say, enable this feature, but it's, it's mm-hmm. a, it's like an experimental feature or it's a beta feature that was the last uh, last i checked in it very well could be out now fully
1: so this doesn't this i mean uh, twice the graphics performance i guess that's pretty uh, a pretty good leap eh but um not the biggest of updates but i mean what can you expect really but uh, how do you feel about this Matt? you're the you're our resident uh, uh, quest owner uh,
0: i mean i, I think facebook's kind of doing this right i mean uh, i think that i think the I think psvr 2 is do, meta is doing it right uh, I think that PSVR2 did it wrong. To be honest, I think Sony is doing it wrong. Well, well, I, I mean, who's going to invest in a PSVR2, which is a great headset, as far as anyone's saying? Uh, but then, when the PSVR3 comes out, is it well, if there even is going to be a PSVR3, are they going to lose all the games? Are they going to have to restart again every single time? Are they going to have to restart their collection? Isn't that the crazy part
1: that, it, that you can't play PSVR1 games?
0: It doesn't make any sense. That's, that's if,
1: insane to me.
0: Like I understand that they had a like a lot of there's a lot of games that are coming to PSVR2. They had a strong launch lineup, a strong launch window lineup. I understand that, and that's always great to have. But it's also good to have your back, your back catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's interesting about this is I remember we were talking about uh, Phil Spencer t- talking about the uh, you know Xbox being in third place, and uh, I think it was also talking about the Redfall fiasco as well. This a few weeks ago on a podcast he was talking and he was talking about how Xbox one was the worst, uh the worst generation to lose because people started their, ge- their digital libraries. Yeah. And I would say that this is a, an indicator that people are going to have a digital library. Like I have a meta uh, quest library of games that I have, you know, they're there. Like I, I can use them on the next thing. If I buy it, if I don't, whatever, um, I, I, there's like a confidence there. There's like a buyer's confidence there at this point. I guess like the, the thing that people would be concerned about is, you know, it it's not connected to another like major game console. Like it's not connected to a PS five. It's its own independent thing. Can this independent thing, you know, support itself. Uh, but I would say that, you know, we're at the third generation now and the third generation of quest. We're not at the third generation of Oculus. Oculus itself has gone through uh, like the rift has gone through several iterations. Now we're here. So this just sounds like VR done right to me. I know that some people don't like to purchase things from Meta or work with Facebook whatever,
1: but uh for me anyway, I just I just think it's uh they're just kind of doing it right. Well I mean even 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 Meta recognized that people didn't want Facebook accounts to have a a Meta Quest, right? Cuz they they removed that uh mandatory Facebook account to, to log in.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which, which pissed me off even just as someone who has a Facebook account. Like, it wouldn't affect me. But it, it just made me angry that it's like you had to have a social media account <laughs> just to use this device, you know.
0: That's a very uh, old school thing to think, too, because Google Plus used to be the mandatory thing for YouTube commenting. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> so it's just like it's a very old old way of thinking. Although I, I will say this is like people are like, oh, they're after your information, this and that. And maybe maybe that's the case. But there is something to be said about having one account to manage multiple devices. It is more convenient having a Microsoft account be uh, the thing that manages your OneDrive, your email, and then also manages your Xbox and manages your computer is nice to have. And each each company might be trying to chase a little bit of that. That might have been part of it where, hey, let's only maintain Facebook accounts and let's have everyone to sign into Facebook. And then, you know, you'll have your little avatar and you can go into Facebook Horizons and all that stuff going to the metaverse and we know who you are but then then you start getting into the information stuff it's like what do you mean you know who i am
1: (laughs) well i mean it's one of those things where facebook is free right they clearly make their money some way and i think we all know how they make their money and so i think they were just looking for more ways to gather information on people to to sell ads right um but i mean they can still do that they just you know they just have another (laughs) account for you instead
0: Yes, uh, I I mean, I connected. I think when I got my quest it was mandatory Facebook and then they asked me, do you want to remove it? And I was like, oh, no, wow. I don't care. Like it's 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 been connected. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> Like I, I I use I use
1: Messenger <laughs> when I'm in it sometimes. So I would well, rather have it, to be honest. Well, let's talk about the uh, the performance a bit. So, have you played any games on your quest that like felt a little chunky at all. Like, do you do you feel a need to upgrade? I, I know you won't, but what would it take? I uh, guess for you to, to think I need to upgrade my Quest.
0: If I was more, if I was using the Quest more, so if I was using it as much as I did when I first got it, and I still use it on occasion, um, but if I was using it as, as much as I, I did, so like let's say every other day on average, I would definitely want to upgrade. So the the, the Meta Quest at the at the end of the day, when it's when it's in its standalone mode, not connected to a computer i using Oculus link via wireless or wired, which is the computer connection. Uh, it very much is a mobile phone that's like strapped to your face. And so this is a mobile phone's graphics, but not at the maximum potential of a mobile phone today, because mobile phones have great graphics right now for games because it has all the other stuff attached to it, all the cameras, the movement, it has the, the controllers, it has all these other things to process. And so it, it can't quite make it there. And so games do have, you know, old textures. The games don't look super nice. They aren't ray traced and all fancy and all that. But I also think that that's not what the MetaQuest 2 or maybe the MetaQuest purchaser is looking for. Um, and you have the benefit uh, of, of connecting to, with Oculus Link uh, wirelessly or wired in order to get a high fidelity experience where the majority of the computing is done on a computer and then sent over to the quest. So what 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 the quest really is is to me is it's it's a um it's it's like your consumer branded VR device. They have that other Quest Pro or Meta whatever it is Pro, uh, mm-hmm. Meta Oculus Pro whatever it is. That's supposed to be actually less about games and less about
1: consumer experiences and more about professional experiences. I heard it's actually not good for games. Like you shouldn't buy it hoping to get a better games experience.
0: Right, it's supposed to be like, if you buy that thing for meetings, which I don't know who's going to do that, but if you buy that thing for meetings, <laughs> uh, you know, it's very much for AR, VR, and then you can play games if you want, because it's a part of that experience, mm-hmm. so that you don't have to buy two devices. But this is very much your, um, let's say, affordable option on the market, and so if you're using the crap out of your Quest 2, chances are probably the battery's not the greatest anymore, I could definitely see uh, people jumping on this upgrade, because, you know, this is this is sub- this is sub $500 at the end of the day. I mean, by one penny, but it's sub $500 for a 128 gig version. That's pretty good, especially for a VR game, especially a Quest VR game.
1: Because yeah, I like I said,
0: like the textures are dumbed down. So the games aren't that big.
1: I know the price is American, but it, it is kind of a really good price, I think. Oh, for sure. For, it, for what you're getting.
0: Like I jumped on it just because I was like, I was looking at the sales. because I wanted to just try a new device so just in the market. I think it was like Boxing Day or something. And maybe it was Christmas and I was just kind of flipping through and I was like, oh, this is on sale. I'm like, I've never really, you know, had a good handle on VR and like working in tech, like I should probably try a little of everything. And like, I'm not going to spend a copious amount to do that, but I'll spend a couple hundred bucks. I think it was like 250 bucks or something like that to get it when it was it was on a deep sale on Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I, I don't mind that. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll try that out. Like, that's worth it and had a great time with it.
1: Uh, I don't know if this is <clears throat> intentional or coincidental, um, but Apple is reportedly announcing their VR headset on Monday.
2: Oh, and for sure. It's,
1: it's expected to be $3,000 American. Of course. Um, oh, so I don't even way. know if you could consider the, them in the same kind of competition because most people would rather buy the, I think, this Quest 3 over that.
2: Yeah, so I'm going uh, to take out a mortgage on my VR headset. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm I'm pretty excited to see what, what Apple's gonna do with it. Um and I mean people like to complain about Apple and whatnot, but uh they definitely do help create markets. So VR has kind of been struggling. Yes, you do have you know multiple headsets and and uh you got PlayStation in there, you got Meta, you got uh was it HTC? Is that the Vive? The Vive is that, is yeah. that what makes it you got uh, uh Valve making one, although I haven't really heard anything about their headset in a long time the index is old yeah um but it hasn't really caught on in any significant way and um kind of apple's specialty is like pushing things into the general consumer market but at three thousand dollars per headset i don't know if that's going to happen um so it'll just be fascinating big ask yeah Uh, i'm even questioning getting one myself i'm like that's a lot of money for something I'm probably not going to use very much, you know? So well, the thing that's crazy
0: about it is, so the PSVR two, as much as I criticize it, PSVR and PSVR two are very consumer. Obviously They're, they connect to a console. They're very much a console VR experience, meaning that you're not, you're not tinkering with graphic settings. You're not messing around, plug the thing into a console and you play right. Yeah. Or, or a breakout box in the case of the first one. But that, I mean, that's a dated experience. I'm not going to, not going to judge it too hard for that. But those are very consumer experiences. And the, the Quest 2, another consumer experience, the, the Meta Pro or whatever it is, uh, that is very much not a consumer experience. And the reason why I bring this up is because what type of experience would, could, would or could be made by developers for a device that's $3,000 from a company like Apple that is not gaming focused? that is more consumer focused, like you're saying, like, as is, 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 are we going to be doing like the absolute best email ever? Like, do you, know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Like, who's going to make a game for this thing. That isn't just a port of a MetaQuest game, which isn't going to look the greatest. If it's $3,000, I assume this thing is super powerful.
1: Well, it's, it's reportedly going to be running one of the M2, uh, Apple Silicon chips, which, which by themselves are very powerful. If, right. Um, if, if you take advantage of it, right? So if you made a exclusive Apple headset game, it could be really powerful. Reports are saying that it's going to have two 4K displays in it, you know? Ooh, uh, so you're going to need some serious power behind that to, to, to get that going, right? Um, So I think it could be a pretty incredible device, but I don't think it's going to sell that much at that price. The current uh, speculation is, this is more of an introductory thing. This is saying, look at this awesome, amazing thing. Developers, get your hands on this. Start making software for it. And then next year we'll have, you know, a cheaper version. Why would you make
0: software for something that's so niche and so expensive that no one's going to buy it?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. I and don't what's know. the
0: point in releasing one that's so expensive? Something similar kind of happened with, with Samsung, actually, when they released their first smartwatch. It was like the Gear. And I think it was released just called the Samsung gear. And it, there was, I think reviewers said, this is from memory, so I might be wrong here, but reviewers said that there was an official statement saying that this was very much like a beta device. It was a little more expensive than they'd like and that it could be replaced at any time. And so it's like, okay, I mean, great, but who's going to buy this now? Like, who's going to buy this with any sort of buyer confidence that you're going to release, release at least release update for two years or something Yeah, uh, for this watch? It's sort of like... Unless I don't care about 700 or whatever it was dollars back then, um, or in this case, I don't care about $3,000, which, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that don't care about something like $3,000. Uh, who's going to buy this? <laughs> and what's going to be on it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No Man's Sky? Well, I can do that on my MetaQuest, too. I'm not trying to sound like a jerk.
1: But like, you know, you know what I mean? Like and, and yeah, you did mention that Apple's not known for gaming. Yes, on, on their Macs, they're not known for gaming. But iOS gaming is massive. Right? It makes billions and billions of dollars. Um, so well,
0: the reason why I mentioned gaming is because gaming is the most intensive thing I could think of to do in in VR. Yeah. And and I would like to say that like the Apple thing is supposed to be AR VR. This quest two, or the quest three, sorry, um is The new Quest 3 is supposed to be very much like an AR and a VR thing, right? Yeah. Like, it's supposed to have both. So, what AR experiences are going to be super amazing on a (laughs) $3,000 device... Like isn't a game still going to outperform? Maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe the sensors and scanning the room and lidar and radar and depth perception and all that stuff is super complex, which I'm sure it is. And maybe it's it's so hard to do that. Like the Meta Quest threes, uh, the Meta Quest threes uh, capabilities will be you know far below what the AR capabilities of the Apple headset is. Mm-hmm. What type of experience is a maxed out Apple headset?
1: in AR. I have no idea. <laughs> it's why I'm so excited to see what happens because good or bad is going to be fascinating. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm, like I told you,
0: like I'm just interested <laughs> to see what the heck this thing is.
1: Yeah. The one, the one very odd uh, rumor about this device is that it will have a belt-mounted battery pack. A, that sounds so unlike Apple to have such a clunky kind of design right but it's also just kind of ridiculous (laughs) but but i get the point of it the battery is going to be a super heavy component and having that on your head you know particularly when the headset is so much more weighted to the front you know we could put the battery on the back but then you still got this big heavy device sitting on your head for what they expect i guess they expect you to play for hours right so putting on the waist makes sense from an ergonomic standpoint, but it's just such a weird choice.
0: Well, the MetaQuest Two has an additional, an official additional battery pack, and it's called like the Elite Strap, I think, with a battery pack. And yeah. so the MetaQuest Two is a is a heavy device on the front, like or that that's where its weight is. I shouldn't say it's heavy. Uh, I haven't really noticed too much trouble with the weight. And then if you want this Elite Strap with battery, you put the new strap on and the battery sits on the back of the strap which is at the back of your head right Mm -hmm. at the back of your head, kind of like around your head and then obviously that plugs into you know, the interface to charge it and all that Um, and that seemed fine now we're starting to get, obviously this is the, let's just say the third ish generation of VR overall and we're getting lighter and lighter things I wonder if Apple could have just put it on the headset because it worked fine in the last gen Mm mm-hmm
1: Time will tell. All right, let's move into our last story for the week. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart comes to PC in July. This is from IGN. PlayStation announced that Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart will come to PC via Steam and the Epic Games Store on July 27th. The PC port was a collaboration between Insomniac Games and Nix's software. This version features ray traced reflections with varying quality levels, as well as ray traced shadows for natural light indoor and in outdoor areas in the game. Additionally, there are different aspect ratios to support ultra-wide and triple monitor setups such as 21x9, 32x9, and up to 48x9. <laughs> That's so obscene. Yeah. Uh, there are also unlocked frame rates, and players will be able to choose from different upscaling options including NVIDIA DLSS3, AMD FSR2, Intel XESS, and Insomniac's own Temporal Injection, both NVIDIA Reflex and NVIDIA DLAA. Are also supported too um one of the funny things that people have been pointing about pointing out about this game is this game was marketed as only possible on the ps5 hardware that the that the uh the ssd that sony like custom developed you know was so fast because you had to you got to do these jumps through through universes instantaneously um just wasn't possible on modern pcs but obviously it is um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, but Matt, you're the you're also our ra- our Resident Ratchet and Clank fan. Well, and
0: I've i have been called you, in here?
1: I think you said that uh, you uh, you wanted to pre-order this. Yeah, uh
0: you actually, were against. Uh well, I'm against pre-ordering for, to play the game. This is a pre-order with like, yes, like I want more Ratchet and Clank on PC. This is like a vote with the wallet less a less a traditional pre-order. Yeah. Um but this is exciting. I mean, uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart looked looked really nice on on ps5 and i'm playing on a 1080p screen so i mean and it still looks super good so i can only imagine what it's going to look like on a like a really decked out pc that can run it really nice with a nice display uh, especially, monitor <laughs> yeah i have a 1080p <laughs> monitor as well uh but like it would be super it, it i mean it's it'll look pretty fucking good the photo mode will be pretty good um but uh, no i'm i'm just interested to see like i think you mentioned it tim uh Whether they would bring future Ratchet and Clank games like they did with God of War, uh, the second one, to just bring it right away to the PC or very soon thereafter the PS5
2: release. Yeah, because God of War right came out on uh, on PC, and then not long after Ragnarok's release, it was what a couple months. It, it also came out on PC, so I just wonder now if Sony's setting some sort of precedent with, especially with a an IP as big as God of War that like if they're going to bring. One of their one of their IPs to PC. Does that mean kind of that if they're going to develop another Ratchet and Clank game, that it will also eventually come out on PC too? I'm
0: I what I, what what excites me about this actually this whole angle is is that if this is the case. Uh, That means another Ratchet and Clank is coming because they never really talk about when another Ratchet's coming. This series doesn't have a yearly release. Uh, It it does go on long hiatus and then it comes back and it comes back in different forms. Sometimes it came back as a tower defense once came back as a um, as a couple of shorter games like Quest for Booty and Into the Nexus. And it also came back as a mobile game a few times. Secret Agent Clank Size Matters. so it it would be interesting to see this game come back because it also oh also a four-player uh, garbage co-op game called All For One. Um <laughs> but i would love for this to be like the solidifying point for Ratchet and Clank where it's like, yeah, we're gonna keep making these and then we're gonna we're going to continue to like bring them to PC. Cause I mean, I'm probably still going to play them on PlayStation. I've always played them on PlayStation, but um, it would be super nice to see. Uh, Another thing I actually would like to say on the side is that I find it ridiculous. Once again, that like PS3 games, I know I understand that architecture and stuff was different. can't be played on modern hardware. And it would be super nice to see uh, like a big series like Ratchet and Clank be playable on PS5 because it just isn't Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is, um, but I don't remember if there was a, or the, the, I guess there was a PS4 version of the game, but it was like the reboot that was a tie in with the movie. Um, right. Yeah. The, the
2: original game. Yep.
0: Yeah. Just like Ratchet. Literally, I think just called Ratchet Clank, and Clank. Clank. Uh, which I played, never beat. But you can't play the original, the originals. Like there, there was a re release of the original trilogy on Vita, I believe, and on PS3. And that was obviously from the PS2 days. But then. Like now, I think you can play them with an advanced or for the higher tier of PlayStation Plus if you stream them, which is a little unfortunate that you can't just play Ratchet and Clank kind of natively. So it would be super awesome if this series is being you know more solidified than it already is to see them release a huge collection of these games and then also release that huge collection on PC of all the originals.
2: I don't know that the, it coming to PC is necessarily like a soft confirm that they're going to continue working on the series. No, it's a hope. It's it's my hope. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, yeah, like, I would believe that maybe it means if one is coming, if there is another one, then it'll uh, potentially also come to PC because they've recognized that, like, the market's there, their games are popular, people will buy them on the on, on PlayStation, but then they'll also buy them again on PC, or if it was a part of the market that always wanted to try to play their games but never wanted to, you could never justify buying a PlayStation, but they already had a PC, well, now they can still take advantage of that market, too.
1: I can tell how well those games sell, eh?
2: What's that? It's
1: hard to tell how well the Ratchet and Clank series sells. Like, I know they did the, the, the remake or the movie one, and then they had this one on PS5, and this was like a big showpiece for the PS5 but it's just i just never feel like there's that massive excitement for them not not that every game has to have that you know but it's just is this is it is it considered a like must have franchise for for sony
0: it is a it, th- maybe the lack of excitement is due to the fact that it is an old game that mm-hmm. hasn't really gone through the god of war uh reboot so like the game has gone through its own set of sort of like soft boots reboots and 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 releases as different versions as i've already said this game i remember when i read the official announcement on the playstation blog that there was a comment in there that said that this is a great game for anyone who has never played ratchet and clank to jump into because it introduces um it introduces two new characters which is the female lombax and the robot that she's with i forget her name now um rivets and kits, I think. Um, and so I wonder, like with with a comment like that, I wonder if they're going to be in the series moving forward. Because you the this game you played as Ratchet and then you also played as Rivet, and you jumped around dimensions. So you could have like a canon complete workover like God of War and have a game that is either mostly or is either you know co-op, like n- not co-op, but you're playing a little bit as ratchet and playing a little bit as rivet, or you could have one that's all rivet and kit. I think her name is. Um, yeah. That's right. And like, like rivet and kit and you could have them go through dimensions and then like they quote unquote go into another dimension. That's completely different. And it's like a re like a, a reboot for the formula, not a reboot for the series. Cause the series, obviously the series has been rebooted with the movie
1: and then moving on to this. Well, I think I did read um, a while ago that this this will continue to be Sony's plan is to release games as exclusive to console at first, but then, you know, six months to a year or whatever it is, release it on PC. Uh, it sounds like they don't want to do same-day launches on PC because obviously they're very much a console uh, manufacturer still, right? Mm. So they want to drive those sales. So if you want to be there first to play these these major first-party titles, you're going to need that console still. But whether they keep going with Ratchet & Clank, I don't know. Um, what's, what's interesting,
0: actually, is I just realized that I'm pretty sure Ratchet & Clank doesn't have a VR title.
1: There's, a, be, a, there's a, really a VR fun. kicking around. Yeah. The amount of like particles and effects and just the colorful world that, that, that it has, that'd be really cool.
0: The new aesthetic, too, like... I'm I'm seriously very impressed by the by the new aesthetic of of, of Rift Apart and how well it ran as well. No yeah, performance problems, man. and it, it just looked like super fucking nice. Like probably clean. Look, probably clean. one of the nicest games I've played
1: in terms of graphics. Like it's it's super nice. In terms, yeah, in terms of actually giving you that next gen look, I think this and the uh, Demon Souls remake are like still
2: holy crap. Yeah, like
1: the most clean, beautiful looking games I've seen on next gen.
2: Smooth. it would be, They're be just awesome.
1: Smooth too. awesome to see this
0: in VR even like a I mean now we're starting to get ridiculous but even like a Demon Souls in VR yeah.
2: would be <laughs> fucking oh, man, ridiculous but... I would be all over that that would be <laughs> sick if I could play Dark Souls in VR holy shit that'd be so good I have to actually <laughs> roll in real life to do the dodge oh roll <laughs> you
0: just smash your headset off the first time you do it
2: <laughs> that'd be great well, there's uh, there's all those videos of people like doing vr games for the first time and they see like they're up on top of a like scaffolding or like a base jumping thing and then the person like actually like leans forward to look mm-hmm. over the edge and then they they like jump in real life and smash their head into their tv yeah All <laughs> <laughs> right. <Christ.
1: laughs>
2: all right uh let's move on
1: um that's it for the stories for the week uh what we're playing tim i got an idea what you were playing I mean, you you already know i so know what you're playing there's, yeah. there's,
2: no, there's no sense in in talking about Was it. Was that it then that's that's it. It's literally yeah. it. <laughs> okay. Just still having a good time. Wait, did
1: just it just go still... without saying? Like <laughs> it just goes without saying. Yeah, big ass horse. That's what I saw today.
2: Yeah, big Chad horse. it was great. Chad I horse. <laughs> it literally looked like the Chad meme. It was hilarious. Like the meme <laughs> with the like the crying girlfriend and then the the Chad face. Yeah, just like stoic on the other side. Like it was literally <laughs> that. There was a horse that was like, ah! and then the Chad horse was just standing there emotionlessly. It was perfect. <laughs> All right, then, uh, Matt, what are you playing?
0: What? Uh, I've been playing Cyberpunk again. Uh, I've been uh, getting through some missions. I completed the Delamain quest all the way to the end. Uh, and oh, that's I have a re- good one. I have a ridiculous, I mean, spoilers for that quest, but I have a ridiculous thing that happened. So I had uh, just done a main mission. I saved and I got a call to uh, help Delamain in his last portion of his quest. So I, I rush over there. Go through the facility, get to the end, and it gives you the option to either restore Delamain to allow his sentient beings to you know run free, but you kill a Delamain, the original Delamain, or you meld them all together, and uh, or you yeah or or you can meld them all together with ten technical ability. So you have those three options, and uh, I needed ten technical ability. I had nine, oh. and I was like, well. And I loaded back to before mm. I to before I leveled up because <laughs> I remember I had just finished that last mission had just, then then leveled up after saving and I like redistributed my points because you can't you can reset perks but you can't reset attributes or whatever yeah. they're called. Yep. So I was like, fuck that. Like I'm like I'm not gonna kill. Like I I, I liked Delamain, but I was like, but I didn't mind these other freaking crazy ones either. Mm-hmm. So I was like, screw that. So I, I I did look it up to see like what if it was gonna be any difference, right? Because it's I'm jumping back in time. In my game, my my playthrough, and they said, "Oh, you'll get like a like a a more uh, a more more like a companion version of the Delamain cab," and I was like, "Oh fuck, I'll do that." So <laughs> then I uh, I combine them all, and Delamain uh, Senior went off into the desert to leave Night City apparently, and I'm driving Delamain Junior. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he uh, complains when I drive like an idiot, which is awesome. So that's, and I I will say this about Delamain cabs absolutely no brakes. Like, you hit the fucking brakes and it's like, holy, (laughs) and I'm just bam, like every time to the rear end of somebody at a red light. Like, I hit the brake with a ton of time and it's never enough time. Uh, But I'm going to continue driving that thing. Those things
1: are slidey as hell. Those are boats. There's some cars that really suck in that game.
0: well i like what, what's horrible is all these people keep messaging you to buy all these cars i don't have enough money to buy these goddamn cars like literally not enough money it's not like i'm being picky you
1: will you will
0: that's what i'm hoping so i that's why i've been i've been pushing the story a little bit uh to try to get beyond that because like obviously there's like some side jobs here and there but i've been trying to do that uh, i had a weird problem with my save again which was really bizarre um so i i booted up the game and i I booted it up on my uh, my laptop, my gaming laptop, and it just immediately set uploading. And I was like, well, you don't have the right versions, so you probably should have checked. And then I checked and sure enough, it, it down, it, it uh, overwrote my Steam Cloud save with all these old auto saves and all these old manual saves. But the latest manual save was still there. And I, I was like, OK. So I went to my other profile on the same computer, of a streaming profile, and then like a main one that I use for work and stuff. And I just copied those files because those were the latest auto saves, the latest manual saves. Deleted the one of on my uh, my main profile, replaced them, and then I like you know turned because um, I, I I had turned Steam Cloud off at that point. Turned it back on. It checked it. It was like oh there's a conflict. We got to you know recombobulate It recomboulated. And then it worked, but every single save was labeled as the same mission when it just wasn't like there was saves with the right timestamp, the right versions and all this stuff, all this stuff. But and different and, and the right uh, screenshots, but it they all just said the same mission name. And then the there's like a cross save thing in the game that I guess you do with CD Projekt Red, which is like between console and PC. I think you were you and I had talked about Ryan. Uh, yeah. That broke like mm-hmm. when I try to like whenever I go to like load my save it says oh we can't connect to the cloud but it's not referring to steam cloud it's referring to it's referring to their cloud so I just turn that off because I don't play on two things uh, but I don't know what the hell steam cloud did like I'm just glad I take backups because holy crap freaking steam cloud it did it uh, not steam cloud didn't do it to me but Morrowind it had it had, had it happen to me with Xboxes because uh, Xbox PC cloud saves on Morrowind horrible just deleted all my saves one day when it updated it's like (laughs) oh good so take local backups kids but other than that um, (laughs) but other than that uh, I think think that's mostly actually been it I did a little bit of divinity uh, and I played that that game is fucked like I can't I can't even believe it (laughs) like there's so much stuff to do like I I was telling you Tim I was I was in the cemetery for a while I was in there like and when I say a while it's like six seven hours every time so it's like multiple plays, play sessions, finished in this cemetery. And I'm like, holy Christ. Okay. I'm about to leave the cemetery. And I didn't get five feet. My character's like, that seems strange. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so I go and I look, there's these angel statues. One's broken, one's not, but they're rotated in the wrong direction. I rotate them the right direction. I'm like, okay, this one need, is missing some parts. I look around it's a couple of doors that I can't unlock. Theory level's too low. So I'm like, okay. And so I'm like, well, maybe that's not even where these parts are because i was searching other crypts i'll go walking around and i ended up going down into some crazy rabbit hole i went into a cave for about six hours like and i was a long play session i did about a six hour play session i was in this cave for like six hours and all i could think to myself was holy christ like who made this like how dense is this goddamn game everywhere i go there's like 50 things to do i'm definitely missing out on stuff because you know you'll kill somebody and then that opportunity has gone or whatever or you'll piss them off and they won't talk to you anymore and it's just like what the fuck is going on like i i'm even getting my ass kicked by a chicken like there's a whole chicken <laughs> quest that i'm doing and i get my ass beat <laughs> and it's holy fuck and it's a multi-part chicken quest that i only that i only knew existed because i have the i don't think it's called animal handling i think it's called something else in that game but it, it's similar it lets you talk to animals and I go and I talk to this chicken and they send me on this quest and it leads me down some frigging rabbit hole with demons and crap. And I come back and then this chick thinks I'm its dad is like, Papa. And so it follows me around everywhere. <laughs> and so I got to keep it alive in fights. And it's just like, but if I try to finish the quest, I mean, I guess minor, very side quest, minor spoiler. If I bring the chicken. So I was walking around one day and there was some elves torturing a man. And it's like, Oh Jesus. So I climbed up top, like, climbed some vines behind them and there was a chicken in a chicken coop and it was talking to me and my chicken walked up to it went like papa and then it turned (laughs) into a demon Uh, i shouldn't say a demon it turned into a collection of fucking demons the elves got pissed off they're trying to kill me i'm hiding in a corner trying to fight them off disaster like total disaster um that game is fucked i can't even believe how much stuff's in that game I'm gonna go to bed real good when I when I hit the credits. <laughs> but uh other than that, we beat uh we beat Baldur's Gate. Unfortunately, Ryan got disconnected, but we beat Baldur's oh, Gate. Oh, you beat
2: it. Oh no, I missed the
0: <laughs> final one. We Ryan, we oh. literally we literally went to go do something and it just played a live action video from their, their studio. Oh, that's that's okay he didn't miss much like the biggest thing that we did what was it Tim like we were given remember how Ryan remember how we like jumped our way over to the forge Mm -hmm. we were given access like the official access to the forge so we kind of like explored the path up to and that was largely what you missed I think oh Mm. we also killed all those like goblins and I and I didn't tie off at heights and paid the price
2: Mm. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Cool. That's but, it. Yeah. That's been my week. Uh, I haven't been doing a lot of ton of online gaming, obviously with my internet issues at night. Um, but, uh, what I have played is, uh, just more Jedi survivor. But the newest thing is, um, uh, decided to start up uh, Diablo four just to get past the tutorial until, uh, other people start hopping on at some point, I guess. Um, hopefully my internet will be fixed by the time that happens. Um, so far, so good. I'm enjoying it so far. It's just the tutorial like intro level. So you're just kind of running around getting some new crappy gear to replace your old crappy gear. Uh, I checked out the shop. <laughs> oh, God. Fun. Uh, one thing about the shop, though, I didn't see anything I liked, which is good, because I probably would have bought something. Um, but I much actually liked the uh, preferred the um, Diablo Immortal shop. I imagine there are different teams working on those games and then just whoever designing those kind of skins and outfits and whatnot. I think I like the little a little bit more. But I mean they'll have ad, new new stuff um, as as they go. But uh, Is it online only? I believe so. Like that's Diablo, why I played
0: it. not not the shop like yeah before. I mean,
1: yeah, I think it might be. Uh, that's what I was playing during the day when I still had internet. Interesting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> also, didn't know it was out, so that's good. <laughs> uh,
1: it's it's out for people who pre-ordered
0: it. Oh, right. Okay.
1: Yeah. Other than that, I mean, still still picking at uh, Breath of the Wild. I have slowed down on it though. Um,
2: it's not really the Which kind is... of game that you can really slow down on. Like, <laughs> it's it's just so extensive, unless you just want to do the main story stuff. Like that's fine, but if you slow down on like Breath of the Wild, it's going to take you forever to get through it. That's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you could like if you just do the main story stuff and then maybe some things like along the way to the main story, that would probably be fine, and you'd get like a good experience out of it. But if you're if you're trying to do like all the shrines, for example, and like end out a lot of the storylines and things like that, like
1: oh, all the shrines—that's a that's a tall order. That's ah, not that many.
2: It's like one hundred and twenty.
1: Not many, but am I going to do them all? That's the, that's the question.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I find I find the little puzzles pretty, pretty fun, pretty satisfying to play. I
1: got, I got a question here. I'm still missing an ability. Do I get that later?
2: You're missing you know, an ability.
1: Like you can choose between like the ice. Um, yeah, the ice blocks and the Magnesis and, and stasis and that. Yeah, <clears throat> I have one that's like still locked out. Should should it still be locked out at this point? Like, is it is there? Do I unlock uh, something later
2: on the ground on the Great Plateau? So you got you got bombs, you got stasis, you got magnesis, and you got uh, cryonis. Yes, you have the four things on the on the Great Plateau, and then you you finish that, and you jumped off, and you've been running around the world and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there is a couple other. Uh, functions to it if you follow the main story
1: okay I just I just thought I missed something maybe early on and it was like
2: you can go (laughs) and get it right right away away. but it is also like entirely skippable no okay it's kind of what I've noticed in like tears of the kingdom as well Is like everybody has had a a very different like playthrough first playthrough obviously obviously and like half the people that I talked to the first you know say like 30 hours of playing all had like wildly different sets of abilities mm. and like some people had stuff that I thought <clears throat> that I had like all of the like base features for things mm-hmm. and I just, and I just didn't cause they had stuff that I didn't have that I could have just gone somewhere if I had stuck more closely to like exactly where main NPCs tell you to go and stuff like that in that order. And then just, I had gone off and explored. So that I had things that other people didn't have, they're just like wait what is that where is that like that seems like a major feature to just have in a completely missable area yeah for sure Um, and and this game is definitely more uh, like that's way more possible to happen I would say than in Breath of the Wild Hmm. like Breath of the Wild has some like air quotes like a missable stuff but not nearly as much as Tears of the Kingdom does yeah so uh
1: my plan for this weekend is Jedi Survivor and Breath of the Wild. That's it.
0: I was gonna say you better add Breath of the Wild after that. After yeah, that that conversation. That's, that's, that's my plan for the weekend. But anyway, that's all we got. You and I also okay. played Crime Boss.
1: I just remembered because I started laughing oh at you my microphone. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, we tried Crime Boss A City again. We beat two levels. We beat two whole two whole campaigns. It's got its own charm to it. The game's fucking whack. I love it. Yeah, though. it's it's pretty crazy. Um, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks for listening, um, Tim. Where can people watch you play that Tears of the Kingdom?
2: Yes, sir. Twitch.tv/slash the sidetrack where <laughs> we are always distracted. Um, <laughs> but I've actually made good progress. Like I'm almost uh, through. I think the majority of the kind of preliminary story objectives i've done a lot of the side story objectives like i've come across stuff that i'm like main story quest what the fuck and then I've, I've either like already done it by the time i'm having a conversation with this npc or it's like a thing right then and there and then i do it and then it's done um but there's like there are a lot of main quests to find in this game and i think i've i've done a, a significant chunk of them so we will finish up some more stuff on monday and then I have no idea what's after that. I don't know if it's a straight to the end or if there's another couple of main story things to do or if it'll open up a couple more new avenues at that point. Uh, we will see. And then uh, I guess um, we'll have to choose a
1: new game for next week for our our stream, eh? Um, if i able to join. I mean, I'd be fine with that. Um, um, we guys played the first
2: one, but I I started with the second one and we played two and three together. Yeah.
1: I'll do. I'll do Diablo. Yeah. All right. That, easy. Done. Done. Deal.
2: Borderlands Two.
1: I just. I just beat that. Please don't. Borderlands <laughs> Two. And then you can you can check that out at uh, Twitch.tv/DamonPassMedia, and we'll see you guys next time.
2: Thanks for listening.
1: Peace. <laughs>